This is the Natural Wisdom Podcast, and I'm Christine Backus, and today is um, March 18th, 19th, 2022, and I am um, really happy to have Angela Seagraves with me again today, and we are going to be talking about plants and planets and the cosmic wisdom of both, um, but first, I just wanted to start with a little thank you to you for listening, for being here, and then also to the patrons and supporters of the podcast, because that's what helps me keep going. And as I build over time, that's what's going to help me do things like transcribe and maybe add music and do some other fancy stuff. Um, And I also want to just kind of do a quick reminder of what the whole point is of this podcast, because that will Real, that's really what we'll be working through today in a very um, specific way is that the whole concept that we are part of nature, nature is part of us. And there are so many ways to connect with nature and plants, planets, astrology, all of this is, um, it's available to us intuitively, as well as through our studies. And we're going to be going through kind of the mental as well as the intuitive ways of making these connections today. Um, And I thought we'd uh, start with a little grounding and, um, but first I just want to say hi, Angela, and thank you so much for joining me again. (laughs) Good morning. It's fun to be here. It's an exciting time, isn't it? So much going on. Yeah, for sure. So let's, we've, I've been doing this lately, partly for me and partly for my guests and partly for all of us is just to get a little bit grounded. So wherever you are, um, you can close your eyes if you're in a place where that works, but if you're not, if you're driving or whatever, just bring your attention into your body and your physical sensations. And because we're still at the very, very end of Pisces season, and Pisces rules the feet, might just check in with the soles of your feet. I had this very um, visceral, I guess, experience this morning as I was walking around in my bare feet of just feeling the bottoms of the feet as a a communication platform. I mean, it's, uh, we communicate with the earth through our feet. And so, if we want to get grounded and get connected with that sort of cosmic wisdom that comes through the earth, that's one of the ways to do it is just to feel the feet and almost like put your consciousness there, put your, your, um, your receptiveness there in your feet. And then just take a few nice deep breaths as you're doing that. Let some of your attention travel into the belly and the lungs and the breath and just that feeling of the movement of breath in the body. And relax the shoulders, let the hips get nice and heavy, let the weight of the body settle into the seat again, wherever you are, the seat or the feet if you're standing. Relax your tongue and your face. And then just take one more nice long breath and we'll come right back into our our day, our moment. Um, So I thought I'd just start with a little bit of kind of 
cosmic background, talk a little bit about the cosmic climate, and then we'll dive off into, um, yeah, all the places we're going to end up going today. Who knows where that is? Perfect. <laughs> but we're, um, so we just had the, the uh, full moon, the last full moon of the astro astrological year, the full moon was in Virgo, um, late Thursday night, early Friday morning, depending on where you are in the world. Um, and Virgo is the opposite sign to Pisces. Whenever we have a full moon, we have the moon in a particular sign, and it's always directly opposite the sun, which, of course, we get a very nice visual of because we can see the sun go down and the moon come up. Um, and so the sun is in Pisces, which is the last sign of the zodiac year. And uh, it's the sign that relates to kind of merging back into the ocean of oneness, merging back into the ocean of consciousness. And there's been a lot of very mergy, um, vast, expansive energy this year, maybe even more than most, because both the modern and the ancient traditional rulers of Pisces are in Pisces right now, and they're getting very close. And that's the modern ruler, I don't always call it the ruler, but the modern planet associated with Pisces is Neptune, the god or goddess of the sea, same um, equivalent to Poseidon. And then Jupiter, the king, right? Jupiter also, uh, the other name for Jupiter is Zeus, is also in Pisces. And they're just very big, expansive energies. So we've had a lot of this kind of dreamy energy and this um maybe even spiritual like even if you're not depending on where you are and your spiritual path and how you relate to spirituality this is a time to really get connected in that big sense and a lot of us are getting um a little bit more um sort of even downloads if you will and then that Virgo energy of the full moon is the opposite, whereas Pisces is a water sign and it's that transitional sign between winter and spring. Virgo is the sign of the harvest. It's that um, transition between summer and fall, but it's an earth sign. So it's, it's much more about the small things and the details and looking down rather than looking up, if you will, and what um, with all full moons and with all of these oppositions, what we're, what we have the opportunity to do is integrate. And of course, if you listen to the last couple of episodes, you've heard lots about the Pisces energy. And we talked, I think about the full moon when Emily was on last week. So you can go back and listen to those if you want more. But if you just remember that we're in that polarity between vastness and the, the detail, um, of, of Virgo and, and sort of that big watery emotional feeling energy and then the very earthy energy. And then just one last thought before we dive into plants and the connection there is that this transition from winter spring, winter to spring, the sun will move into Aries tomorrow. And that is um, the spring equinox, at least in the, in the Northern hemisphere, obviously it'll be reversed in the Southern. But this is the time um, when days and nights come into balance. And astrologically, it's when we move from that transitional water into the initiating fire of spring. Um, so we're, we're kind of in this really interesting 
closing out cycle and in between cycle um, with the full moon yesterday and the equinox tomorrow, everything's so close in. And so what we've, we wanted to talk about today is how to work with this time and what do plants have to do with, with all of this? So maybe let's just start with that question. What do plants have to do with all of this cosmic stuff? Well, so maybe a lot of people don't know that um, plants are ruled by different planets. And we see a lot of that work um, being done by Sage of Popham, who's a really great herbalist, uh, astrologer, all, all kinds of good stuff in the Pacific Northwest. Um, and so when we start looking at whether it's your natal chart or the chart of the full moon or the chart of the equinox, you know, whatever, there are specific planets that are in alignment with that, you know, or that show up on that chart, of course. And then there's plants that are ruled by those planets. So we can go to that information to find out what plants can help us through different times and transitions and whatnot based on our body type also. Yeah, it gets pretty, there's lots of layers to it, right? I mean, there's lots of layers. Yeah, for sure. Um, and so if we look at this Virgo full moon, where we're looking at transformation, um, you know, we know full moons are about releasing um, and different energies but when we look at Virgo and also the season, so right now we're coming into spring, right? Um, we're shifting seasons right now. So we're looking at a lot of plants that are really good for our liver and our digestive system. This transformation, this moving from winter to spring, we start to see all of our little baby plants pop up out of the ground, especially the, um, I call it the beloved dandelion. Most people might call it the dreadful dandelion. <laughs> um, but that's one of the great plants that we have that can help us through this transition from winter to spring, from being heavy with all the heavy foods in winter, the comfort foods to lightening up, um, bringing in more light into the body, healing the body. Uh, so I think it's fun to start to be aware of these plants that are popping up that we may not know can actually help us as we transition into a new season. Yeah, that's a great, that's a great way of looking at it. And um, this, and again, in the last couple of episodes, I've talked a lot about this Virgo Pisces axis is the axis of purification. And we've talked a lot, like you just said, about this is the time of year when it's, we're up for renewal. So one of the ways we do that is to clear out the old, right. To make way for the new. And, and you mentioned the liver and Jupiter, which is the ruler of Pisces is associated with the liver and rules the liver in medical astrology. So, yeah. And in fact, dandelion is a Jupiter plant um, be, because it's so prolific, right. You know, dandelions just like take over Well, that's a Jupiter, uh, characteristic is that expansion. Right. And yeah, 
Yeah. So that's, that's great. And then, you know, I think, you know, really what we're talking about, right. Is energetic patterns. We're starting to learn even in the, the more conventional world, we're starting to learn about the language of energy and talking about the fact that we are all energy. It just, different vibrations or different patterns. And so, yeah, we all, we're all made of the same stuff and we're just in different arrangements and we're different expressions, but we can, yeah, use all these different forms. Totally. Yeah. And then when we bring the plant aspect into all that, um, and help the body transition or help the body heal then we increase our energy right and we increase our connection to the earth we could increase our connection to the creator and all that um and i think for me i think dentaline is one of those great plants that really helps us find that balance um and that's where we are right now finding this balance you know we're at the equinox so we want balance heaven and earth um light and dark and if you look at dandelion we know the roots are so long or you know they're going down into the depths of the earth and pulling up all these nutrients that the earth has to offer and then we have this beautiful yellow flower representing the sun and this creator energy um but also another um aspect of Virgo plants is a hollow stem and mm. um, that's the dandelion also and so when we have when we incorporate all these parts the leaves the flower the stem the roots you can make all that into this beautiful tea that helps clean out your liver from these heavy foods purify the blood release toxins heal inflammation you have this really cool plant that's right in your backyard Come yeah. you. <laughs> well and that's one of the things we've maybe we talked about this in your interview too but that's one of the things that we forget is that plants show up when we need them right and so if it's all over your yard it's probably trying to tell you something right <laughs> totally and we i don't know the nuisance. <laughs> well, and who doesn't need dandelion right who doesn't have um who does who, who couldn't use a little bit of cleansing once in a while and a little bit of help and support for the liver with all of the toxins and things that we have to process in modern life daily life right for sure and i, I think we've stepped away from that um yes that knowingness, you know, how many people actually go out and eat dandelion greens in this, in the spring, you know, a lot of people don't because they don't, they don't know they can, they don't realize the benefits. They didn't have a grandparent teach them or a parent, whatever. Um, it was one of the things my grandma did when I was growing up, but you know, as a kid, I was like, yuck, I'm not eating that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah we're the generation um that's learned that food comes from a grocery store instead of from what is going on around you you know even if you're not actively cultivating plants the your yard or the forest or the fields are full of food all around you 
food and nutrients and medicine really. Right. Totally. Yeah. 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 And so, yeah, so we could totally just look at our own yards to see what our body needs and most yards I say most yards, probably every yard has dandelion <laughs> in it. Um, most yards have plantain in it, which is a really great inflammatory. Most yards have um, some kind of clover, um, yeah. whether it's red clover or the white clover, all clovers are edible and they're really good for helping the blood also, cleansing the blood and helping the liver and fighting off inflammation, helping skin issues which yeah. are usually a result of some kind of digestive issue. Um, right. Right. So, yeah. So and all that right there with us. Well, and I think, you know, that's the other thing we've talked, I think in several different episodes about um, one of the reasons to do this, to go out and see what's in your yard or see what's in the local environment is that our digestive systems change with the seasons and our bodies and even our, our microbiome changes with the seasons. And so if we're feeding ourselves, what's locally available, then we're naturally supporting our own health and on a daily seasonal basis. Totally. Yeah. yeah. And you know, the other thing I wanted to say too, is that this is one of the things we talked about kind of getting into today is how do you figure out what plant to to use for you know the time of year or the cosmic weather and this is one of the first right as you look out the window Mm -hmm. yeah um yeah first you look to see what's growing um and that's a huge indication of what can benefit your body so we will start seeing some of the dandelions pop up. And I mean, granted here in Montana, we're behind all of most areas of the country. Um, Cause certainly in the South and the um, and warmer regions, there's, they're already seeing full-blown dandelions and um, the spring crocus come up and things like that. And the nettles, one of my favorite Uh, things to look for in the spring is nettles and I always look forward to nettle season which as you point out is quite a bit later here but yeah so talk about nettles for a moment because that's the perfect spring transition plant and we can talk about it with regards to the astrology too yeah nettles one of my favorite plants of all time it's really just a beautiful plant ally for me um the spring greens or the fresh greens because as they start growing then the tops are highly nutritious it's one of the most nutritional foods you can eat and uh, <laughs> apparently your cat likes them too right <laughs> <laughs> by the dog um but they are really high in iron and calcium um it's one of the more highly absorbable um, ways to bring iron and calcium and different, all kinds of different minerals and uh, vitamins into your body. I love that you mentioned iron because it's a Mars plant and Mars rules iron. That's beautiful. Yeah, absolutely. 
And then they also have these beautiful roots, right? And they grow near the water. So they're getting, you know, there's your um, Pisces aspect, right? Uh, that water element bringing its energy into this plant. And the roots are really wonderful for men's prostate um, health. Um, and you have the, the flowers, which bring in that element of air and the seeds that come from that are super high in protein. Um, it really is this, this plant that has so many good qualities and probably most people only consider or only think about the um, stinging aspect. Uh, <laughs> right. They don't want to be near nettles or they don't want to bring it into their life because they don't want to get stung. And, um, you and know, that's, that's part of the Mars aspect. Enjoy, yeah. the, enjoy the benefits of it or, or consider why am I getting stung or other areas of my life that something is stinging me that I need to heal. <laughs> Yeah. And, you know, I don't know what your experience is with nettles, but I, I, you know, in my, where I hike, there's a lot of them and they'll go right through my pants sometimes. But that what I find is that after the first few times, they don't, I don't react as much. So there's, there's some way that they, they must, I don't know what their, I don't, maybe, you know, their effect on the immune system, but they must have some sort of booster for the the body's systems, because I do notice that they, they seem to help over the long term. I don't like getting stung by them either, but it doesn't last long. And, um, and no. it's, like you say, there's so, it's such a great plant. It's hard not to love nettles from my perspective. Right. And, and honestly, um, so the saying is nettles in dock out. So if you do get stung, usually there's a curly dock, Mm. yellow dock growing nearby or even plantain and you can take the leaf of that and rub it on the sting and it'll take it away mm. um, also if you can't find that the nettle root if you have a way to get to the root and can rub that on the sting that'll also take that away oh that's um, interesting so okay. you have those benefits um and so yeah the um I don't know. It's, it helps the whole body, um, and especially really good for the lungs and the blood, just everything. Um, I don't remember what you asked. <laughs> oh, no, that's right. That's exactly where I was going. I mean, we were, I think, you know, just to kind of um, fill in the, the planetary part, you know, we nettles is definitely associated with spring. And so when we think about, you know, how we choose plants and it's one of those things we see first off, but it is a plant that, that um, is connected to Mars ruled by Mars and Mars is the ruler of Aries, which is the season we're coming into the season of spring. And that's, and I love just kind of listing some of these correspondences because blood is a Mars correspondence and nettles is good for the blood. And um, men's, um, sexual health or prostate health would definitely be a Mars relationship as well. And then even the fiery stings would be a Mars thing. Um, and as you say, it grows in wet areas. So it's, it's almost like it, it's showing us that transition between wet to hot 
from water to fire that we're in, in the middle of right now. So yeah, yeah I, 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 I could probably geek out on this stuff for a long time. Right, me too. <laughs> are so fun. And then the whole iron thing, right? Mars um, rules iron. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And so when we think about different plants for this time, or when we look at the astrology, then yeah, certainly just look around and see what's coming mm. up in your area. Cause that's the universe giving you this sign of what your body needs and what can be beneficial. Um, but also how are you feeling? Right. Or do you, are you more, are you more on the hot side? Are you more on the cool side? And so if you're more on the hot side, then consider the benefits of plants that do grow near water or that do need moisture to help with that cooling of the body to help it stay in balance. And if you're more on the cool side, then what plants can warm you up? Right. Um, so that could be some cayenne or some ginger or cinnamon. Um, and, you know, certainly those aren't something that are growing right now. Um, at least not, not in our area. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so, um, but we can look at our body composition and our body type and just see what plants think about what aspects of the plants that we need that'll help us um, to stay more in balance. Right. And if you know your chart and you know, for instance, you're the ruler of your ascendant, um, then you can, a lot of times the, the direction would be to strengthen that ascendant. So if you had Sagittarius or Pisces rising, then you would want to strengthen your Jupiter, maybe do more Jupiter plants. And um, if you have cancer rising, maybe those moist, cool moon related plants. But yeah, if you know your chart, it's, um, you, there's certainly ways to, to um, use that to pick plants. But I, you know, I thought too, that we might talk about, um, gosh, my mind just went in about five different directions. Um, well, let me, one thing that occurs to me too, is that we think about plants almost from an allopathic point of view, right? That here's my symptom and here's how a plant can help. But plants are, if we remember that we're talking about an intelligent cosmos and an intelligent universe, and just as the planets and astrology can relate to us on the physical level and the mental and emotional level and the heart level and the spiritual level, same with plants, right? And, and so, um, so we can think about plants from all those levels as well. And each of the things that we've, each of the plants that we've talked about have like spiritual correspondences as well. But I thought maybe... Um, maybe we could talk a little bit about other ways of choosing plants, like on a more intuitive level, and even talk about the fact that we, um, we got together and pulled some cards yesterday from the herbal tarot. And I just think that's a really fun way to do it. And interestingly enough, the cards that we pick both accidentally and on purpose fit so perfectly with the, the themes that we were talking about today. So do you want to chat about that for a minute? Maybe, I mean, you've done a lot of spiritual work with plants. So maybe you can talk about that 
sort of perspective as well. Um, yeah, so there's, there's different aspects of the plants that can help us um, in a spiritual manner. And um, gosh, I'm trying to remember what we pulled up, mugwort. Yeah, I had mugwort and um, the accidental one was um, rhubarb. And then you had uh, ginger. And wild ginger. Yeah. Um, yeah, so certainly mugwort, which is also um, called, at least here in the West, Western sage, Mm -hmm. um, has been used for centuries for clearing space, for smudging, for releasing energies. But it's also um, a plant of the dream time uh, to help us get clearer information and have more lucid dreams. Um, and it is a bitter. So if we drink it, it's going to help stimulate and clear the liver which is, you know, the Virgo properties. And Pisces, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Very Piscean with the dream time too, because that's, you know, we're in very big dream energy right now with all the, all the planets lined up in Pisces. Yeah. So it has this ability to give us just a clearer view of going forward. And as, as we are now in spring and we have um, Ostara, Easter coming up, right? New beginnings, transformation. And mugwort's wow. a great um, plant to do that. You don't necessarily have to drink it, right? You can make what's called a dream pillow and put some mugwort into a, a bag or a cloth or you know, something, or just lay it out on your sheets and put it under your pillow and to help, it helps promote dream time. Um, and so I think that's really fun thing to do. And it, it, you could even do it with your kids to just have some, do, do a fun project together and make a dream pillow with mugwort and lavender and maybe some chamomile and um, see what dreams come up. <laughs> that's a great idea i love I've, i'm sitting here drinking mugwort tea well mugwort and a bunch of other things tea because i thought it would be appropriate way to sort of celebrate but i love the idea of a dream pillow um to go go next to you at night yeah and i just for those that are tarot people um the in the spirit of herbs herbal tarot it's the five of pentacles card. So it's that um, sort of poised for change, right? It's a, it's kind of an in-between the five, uh, like those in-between cards getting ready for change. So uh, I thought that was kind of interesting. Um, and of course, I'm sure there's other ways to do the correspondences, but um, let me see if there's anything in here I want to read. Um, the last line in the description is to look for the light at the end of the tunnel and affirm an inner faith as a new day unfolds. And that um, is certainly great advice for this time, right? As we're transitioning into a new astrological year, it's a great time to use your dreams to set some new intentions. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. Um, and the mugwort 
it's certainly going to be to popping up out of the ground um, as our warmer temperatures come in our area. Do you know um, where it grows? Does it grow in most parts of the country? I'm not, I'm sure it's around here and I'm just not familiar with it. It will grow in most parts of the country. In our area, it's cultivated. It doesn't, uh, Eastern mugwort, European mugwort um, needs to be cultivated in our area, but it will grow and it's actually very prolific once you get it established. Um, it's more of an Asian plant, but it's um, yeah, something that'll grow most places. Um, it likes something a little cooler area, at least mm. the European variety. Um, so somewhere where it's not bright, bright sunlight all the time, it wants something a little more dappled. Um, then of course the, our mountain sage, um, it likes hot desert. Um, so it's really interesting, the two different right. uh, elements or the two different aspects of how these two different things will grow. Uh, but they are, they're both prolific and highly or easily readily available. Yeah. And they're same family, right? The sage and the mugwort um Art, is that right artemisia is our um mugwort i'm trying to think the you know mugwort and motherwort are in there and i just don't remember this oh sage is a salvia i think sage is a salvia but that's not what our western sage is our western oh. sage um salvia is the um culinary sage okay our western sage brush that we have is an artemisia family oh it is okay um yeah okay so, yeah 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 so call it sage right <laughs> so the, this whole idea of different ways of choosing um you know yeah. using something like a tarot an herbal tarot deck is just and just really allowing yourself to choose at a more intuitive level is another fun way to do it totally yeah yeah it's i always thought it was interesting to see what card comes up and it's usually very um poignant to what i need that at that time so yeah yeah i think that's one of the you know, again, we're talking about things that work on so many different levels, right? Because the it's all the same thing. It's just different perspectives or different dimensions, if you will. Mm -hmm. And it feels to me like using a deck or something to choose a card or to choose a plant is more, makes it more personal too, right? I mean, it's definitely aligning with the, the big energies, the cosmic energies, but it also kind of gives it a more of a personal twist. I mean, you do this more than I do, but wouldn't you say that's part of what you're doing when you're tapping into your intuitive? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. And you're asking your soul, what does my body need, you know, and how can I embody the healing right. that um, I'm ready to bring forward into my life? What do what do I need so I can be balanced and in harmony and in alignment with my divinity? 
um, or whatever question you're asking, of course. And, but is there a plant that can help me do that? And the beautiful thing is most of these plants, at least in that, uh, that are related to that deck are readily available um, in most health food stores. So that's pretty cool too, that you can just go to the store and get some of that plant to drink the tea if it doesn't grow around you. Right. Um, so that's pretty cool too, that we can <clears throat> have that availability, that access to the plants. And if you don't, then you can always visualize it, right? You can look up the picture on the internet and bring the energy in that way to incorporate that healing into your life and into your body. Do it on the etheric realm. There's lots of studies about how visualization is actually just as potent as doing the physical thing. I love that you mentioned that because I think we forget that we operate on so many different levels. You know, we operate on this gross physical level. We operate on the mental. And, and as you say, we operate in this, on that ethereal, etheric level too. And one of the examples that I always use is that people, um, when we talk about grounding and connecting with the earth, there's a lot of um, products and things out there now starting to come because there's becoming more and more uh, sort of conventional research about the, the value of grounding and earthing and this and that and the other. And yet, just as you're talking about with um, the plants and sort of holding the, not just the image, but like that sense of the plant to connect with it, you can do that with the earth and you can do it in a physical way, even if you're in a high rise. Mm -hmm. And I've probably said this about a thousand times, so maybe people get sick of hearing it, but um, we don't have to go get a bunch of fancy or expensive stuff to kind of reconnect with nature. And so I'm really glad you brought that up for plants because that's, yeah, if you don't, if you need roses and you don't have roses or don't have ready access to roses, I mean, how hard is it to remember what a rose feels or smells or looks like and kind of bring rose energy in? Right. Absolutely. That is, um, that's a great reminder to ourselves that um, we don't have to get dependent on the owning something, right? Um, wow. We don't have to be dependent on that. We can connect to it <clears throat> by ways of remembrance. You know, we can, when we talk about a rose, we can remember what a rose smells like and feel that energy, you know, and maybe it reminds you of a good time with your grandma or something, you know, that also helps improve your own energetic state. Yeah. 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 I, I made me think about five other things and then I lost them, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, well and there's lots okay. of plants that, you know, as far as grounding, if you want to if, if you feel like you need assistance grounding, right? Yeah. You can go out in nature, but think of what has long roots to help you if, if that's something that you're looking for, right? It could be sitting next to a tree or it could be drinking some dandelion tea. Those long roots can help you ground. Yeah. Um, burdock, right? Burdock roots so long. It's such a great plant 
for right now also just with because it's good for the liver but it's really good to ground and the nourishment aspect of it. it's super nourishing roots yeah burdock's a good one I, I thought about that as you were talking about dandelion earlier because it's another jupiter plant and if you've ever seen burdock, you know, it has giant leaves and it gets really tall and it spreads like crazy. And around here um, and in most ranching areas that have that, you know, as a native, it's seen as an invasive weed and it, it gets like dandelions, it gets sprayed a lot. But if we can find places where it hasn't been sprayed, it's medicine. And I've never tried, well, I think I did try eating the leaves in the early spring once and it just wasn't early enough. Um, but yeah, it's another plant that it's again, a Jupiter plant and Jupiter. If you just remember that Jupiter wanted to be a sun and it's a giant planet, then you can think about all those plants that want to take over, um, <laughs> or that want to, you know, want to kind of like, um, like mimic the sun and just their, their size and, and, uh, like dandelion with its yellow flowers. I mean, that's, that's a Jupiter plant. Um, and it has all those properties. So, yeah. Yeah. Fascinating. How, how much these things correlate to each other and, you know, just learning little tidbits like this. is helpful. I think, cause you yeah. know, I think about it, cause the other thing that came up was mullen, right? It has these yellow flowers and these huge leaves and it's very prolific. Um, so I haven't looked up if it's a Jupiter plant, but I assume that it probably is. I'll bet it is too. I, I, I know we've talked about it and I just can't remember, but I would, I would definitely say it has some Jupiter properties. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think, you know, maybe hopefully what this conversation is helping with too, is just remembering that if we're dealing with, again, the language of energy, you know, which is what astrology is and which is what we're talking today, even with our herbal com conversation where it's a language of energy. And so it's symbolic. And so we have to start um, sort of loosening the grip of that rational mind that wants to pin everything down into a right or wrong answer. And just, you know, if you think about, like you're saying something with deep roots, well, what, how does that make you, you know, what do you feel in your body when you think about deep roots, right? You feel that's the whole idea of feeling rooted and grounded. And, and so there's that sort of metaphorical language that we can use when we're talking about this. Yeah, for sure. And that, you know, bringing that more grounded groundedness into our lives it's helping us stay more present in the moment, which is what we're all ultimately striving to do anyway. You know, I don't want right. to worry about the future. I don't want to, you know, spend a lot of time thinking about the past. Let's just stay here now. Right. So we can um, bring those elements into our lives. Then, you know, if, if the plants help you do that, then fantastic. Right. Right. Yeah. And that's this whole um, conversation is making me think about, well, I think I've been at it for a few episodes now, this whole integration of opposites. And um, in fact, one of my new favorite terms that's going around the spiritual world is integrated awakening or integrated enlightenment. And it's that recognition 
that we're humans as human, you know, we're expressing as humans right now. So we're, we have this physical expression and form. And if we're on a spiritual path and we're working, um, you know, to also like, really understand who we are as spiritual beings, the way that we're going to be, well, certainly healthiest at all levels is by doing both and understanding that it's not an either or and to kind of heal this separation between heaven and earth and sky and earth. Yeah, for sure. Um, right. And I think that's a lot of the energy that we're all feeling right now, not only in the collective, but astrologically of being more in touch with our, with our purpose, with integrating with our divinity, um, and just being aware, you know, being present with what's going on right now in life, in nature, with your yes. family, with your person, whatever. Um, yeah. I think we're all feeling that right now that we just, we're tired of the hustle and bustle, um, the have to, um, the doing. And a lot more people are getting into the being. And certainly the plants and being um, aware of what's going on astrologically has can help with that. Right. Right. Yeah. I think there's something about like these kinds of conversations and, you know, learning about astrology on the physical level, as well as the other levels that really helps me remember that integrated quality, you know, plants are spiritual beings as well as physical beings. The planets are spiritual beings as well as physical beings. We're, we are spiritual as well as physical. And, and it's, there's not, it's, it's all together. It's all interpenetrating. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, sure. Um, yeah. And, and we noticed it too, you know, you, I certainly noticed that I feel, uh, different or more at peace when I'm out in nature or when I look at the moon, um, when I feel the sun, the warmth of the sun up on me, right. I, I notice the energy shift. I think most people do. It's just, um, taking that time to actually be with it. Yeah. And not check it off of our to-do list. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's the dangerous, uh, habit that most of us have. Yeah. It reminds me, um, I always tend to cry whenever I, uh, I say this quote, so I'll try not to today, but Sarah Beek, um, in her book, Red Volations, uh, wrote this piece that said, um, when you place your palm upon a tree or your bare feet upon the earth, the tree and the earth are not healing you. They're reminding you of who you are. And that's what I think about, you know, if it, whether you're talking about really working with plants or, or uh, being out in nature in general, you're just, you just are totally get to be yourself. There's no, no persona right. needed. No expectations. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I love that. It's a great quote. Yeah. So, and it's, um, yeah, just a good reminder for all of us to just slow down and remember. Yeah, 
who we are. I'm just happy. Yeah. And I'm happy that a lot of people are stepping into that a little bit more mm-hmm. than we have in the past. Yeah. You know, we don't have to be go, go, go. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good reminder for this um, energy shift too, is that, you know, when the sun moves into Aries tomorrow, it depends on how, you know, what's going on in your life, whether you'll actually feel it right away, but I'm sure most people are going to feel that shift into spring fairly soon because it's such a different energy from um, winter and even yeah. And even here, we're, we'll still bounce back and forth a little bit longer between winter and spring, but uh, just remembering that, that, uh, that's the reason you feel that is because it's part of you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yes. Um, yeah. And just celebrate, celebrate that aspect that this time of of the equinox and being bringing in that balance in your life how how can you do that um so so certainly if you have access to the dandelion roots then have a nice gentle tea right it can be it can be strong so but you can offset it with some other beautiful plants like rose petals or um tulsi or lemon balm and certainly not growing right now but um you can find them right um, and if you, if you like bitter, then I'll go for it, you know, yeah. or roast the roots, um, and have this, uh, blend that has this really deep earthy, um, almost some people think it tastes like coffee. Um, but just this really deep, uh, flavor to it. Um, and then just finding, recognizing where you need that balance in your life. And then how can you bring that in? Um, so if there's a plant that can help you do that, then, then beautiful. Um, yeah. And even just thinking about dandelion and rose petals, I was like, oh, that sounds like a nice blend, right? <laughs> <laughs> I think roses uh, uh, helps anything it gets added to. Right. Quite yeah. honestly. <laughs> and it's heaven and earth, right? It's feminine and uh, dandelion's kind of both feminine and masculine, but it's both of those energies and bringing that into balance. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So just see what resonates with you. If you don't have a local herb store, then look at your grocery store and see what tea blends there feel good. Yeah. Yeah. Most of us know what we need if we'll just allow ourselves to know it. Right. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. And so, so the plants are just, they're here to help. They're here to assist us, Um, help us remember and help us connect and, and we can um, notice what the body, what the body feels when you're around a certain plant also. Right. You get tingles because, you know, it smells good or it brings up a good memory. Right. Why not add that into your day? Or go draw a picture of it. <laughs> you, know, you don't even have to. I like that idea. Body. Yeah. Go, go draw <clears throat> a dandelion. If you're creative, then go, go color. There's lots of things you can do to bring that aspect into your being. I wonder, um, I'm thinking it's, we're getting close to the end, but this made me think about, um, to ask you about what offerings you have coming up and if any of them involve plants and if not what they are about, because I think you've got a couple of retreats scheduled and 
I know you're in the middle of your herbal apprenticeship right now, um, but I thought yeah. maybe you could just spend a couple minutes talking about what you've got coming and how people can get more connected with this from working with you. Okay. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> um, so, so yeah, I do have a virtual, a free virtual retreat coming up uh, May, or excuse me, March 28th through April 1st. Um, it'll be live on zoom each day for an hour to an hour and a half. And uh, it'll be a lot of exercises to um, bring forth healing in your body, releasing blocks, um, connecting with your divinity. Um, yeah, so the goal is for you to just get more in tune to you and your body and um, what it is you need right now. So you can start feeling more fulfilled and being more in tune to your purpose and letting go of these energies that aren't serving you. Cool. Um, and, and I'll put a link to that in the, I'll, I'll put links to all of these in the podcast notes. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Um, and then coming up July 28th through the 31st, I'm leading an in-person retreat, partnering with um, a local energy healer here in Montana so the retreat will be here in Montana near Yellowstone National Park. And there we will be doing some plant um, interactions and integrations just with the local flora. Uh, it'll be, it'll involve a lot of energy healing work also. And um, it's called the Sacred Heart, Sacred Heart Wisdom Retreat. So getting back to remembering this wisdom from your sacred heart and connecting to your divinity. Um, so yeah, that'll be a really beautiful experience there at the end of July. Cool. Yeah, that sounds cool. Yeah, and that's uh, it's such a beautiful area where you're going to be hosting it and so many opportunities to really connect with nature. Yeah, yeah. I'm really excited about it. Um, it'll be yeah, a wonderful time. So, and, and certainly I, I do personal personal private sessions where we can dig into different things if you're interested in your plants and have a group program that's long-term stuff where we can do some deeper healing, deeper integration. So all of that's on my website. Cool. Graves.com. Cool. All right. So, yeah. Well, I feel like we covered a lot of ground. Yeah. yeah <laughs> Literally and figuratively. <laughs> totally <laughs> so Good. yeah well, thanks for having me here this was a lot of fun yeah thanks for joining me I, I love talking about plants and um well plants and planets and just remembering that there's so much richness and mystery to the world um and this there's so many ways to connect with it right yeah yeah, yeah. it's all around us it's all around us and within us. Yep. All the time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, have a wonderful day. Um, and thank you all again for listening. And thank you, Angela, for being here. And uh, we'll see everybody next week. Uh, next week, I have um, Sarah um, McCroskey joining me. She's a bioenergy practitioner, and uh, many other things and used to have a radio show called human spirit 
um, so we will be talking about all sorts of fun and interesting things then too. So thanks again for listening and uh, talk to you soon.